hear them pour. It's the Beer Geeks Radio Hour on WYLK. Well, well, well. What do we have here? Another <laughs> snowy, cold weekend here in uh, northeastern Pennsylvania. So winter's now been replaced in January and February to like late March, May, yeah. and, and April. It's go like home, crazy. Go home spring. Yeah, it actually just skips over April entirely, and it just goes right to May. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, go home spring, you're drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. So, yeah, we have the uh, nice ice, sleet, and freezing rain coming in our future, but uh, it's actually quite toasty here in the studio today, so that does not suck. It does not suck. No. And we have some tasty beers. Tasty beers. So, first off, I'm Matt. I uh, do the whole mass beer reviews thing. Joined by Joe. Um, future brewer and NEPA beer reviews. What's going on, dude? Not too much. How are you? Living the dream, baby. I'm oh. drinking beer and talking to a microphone. Oh. Doesn't get better than that. No, sir. And we have the incomparable Billy. Oh, from incomparable. Ba- <laughs> yeah. From Backyard <laughs> House. What's going on, man? Maybe incorrigible. Um, I don't know. Infamous. How's that? Yeah, that there's something. Go. That works, <laughs> Yeah, too. something. Right. Um, what's new, man? What's going on at the What's going on at the bar? We haven't talked about that in a, in a hot minute. Uh, it's... We're rolling, man. Yeah, getting Just ready for spring. Getting ready for spring. The tent's probably coming off. Well, n- not not now. now but maybe yeah. like maybe about thirty days. So I can't wait for that, that day. There's nothing for like two months. Who knows? Yeah, it's it's kind of like pool season, except like maybe like a little a little longer. The shoulders are just a little <laughs> tent <longer>. season. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. tent season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, nothing better than drinking a, a beer in a sunny backyard there. Love it. Love it. So uh, today we're doing a a new release this week, or in the state this week, uh, for a Logston uh, Farmhouse Ales. That's what we're going to be doing today, talking to David Logston from Logston Brewery. Um, And they just released, so it's kind of uh, perfect timing for this one. Have you guys ever ever had any experience with these guys? No, I've heard of them a bunch of times, but I've never had a... Never had the chance to try anything. Now, this is the first time I've heard of them when, you know, obviously they got booked on the show. So then I, you know, dived in. There's some nice, nice offerings. Yeah, super excited to give it a whirl. Like I said, they, they released this week, so it just kind of uh, comes perfect. Um, I've heard tons and tons of good things about them. A lot of yeastiness going on. So that's my that's my jam. The, the funk. <laughs> Got to have the funk, baby. Ain't yeah. nothing but the funk. So, yeah, we're going to get into that. We're going to talk to David Locks and set up. She should be awesome. But let's dive in a little bit of beer newsy goodness here. Um, first off. Innocent Gun. We don't get any Innocent Gun beer in PA. I don't know why. You get it in New York. You get it in New Jersey. You get it everywhere but here. But I could have sworn I've seen them somewhere. I, I don't know if it's just like maybe I was in Philly or something. It or could I be a Philly just, distro thing maybe, yeah. but we never get them up here. But um, some of the beers are all right. Some people love them. Some people hate them. But um, they bought a, uh, I like a little bit of a twist on this one, but breweries buying up other breweries to kind of like take over the name. They wanted to open a brewery in, I believe it was in southern Scotland maybe. And instead of building a whole new brewery, just bought a brewery and kind of just absorbed it and started making their own beer. And they're going to still use the name. They bought a brewery called um, Inver Inver Almond. Um, but that's kind of a new twist. You see breweries buy up for the name. Yeah. Or 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 whatever. But to be like, oh, we need a new facility. Uh, nah. Yeah, we'll that's, just take you. We'll just take you. That's like a really <laughs> old, what, like... Yeah, like, old, old back hat. when like you know like Coors and Miller and all those companies were were converging. That's kind of what they did. They'd buy up a smaller brewery and go, "Yeah, you're not making your beer anymore. You're making our beer now because yours isn't as popular, or whatever." Yeah, I, I think they're still going to make some of their beers there um, because they're actually like supposedly like buddies, quote unquote buddies, okay. and they and they know each other and stuff like that. So it's like one of those things where it's, they're not trying to eliminate com, um, competition. There's more like we need like another facility. More, yeah, need another facility. Might as well just hey, you guys, let's uh, just 
team up and do that. So that's kind of interesting. Um, let's see. What else we got here? Oh, the infamous Brewers Association Top 50 uh, breweries in the United States came out this week. So what is it? Last year, I believe, they changed the rules so Yingling could be involved. So now Yingling, Yingling always tops the list over uh, Sam Adams now. So how do they how do they rate that? I was just going to ask. That. That's what I'm saying because there's two different lists. There's a list of top U.S. overall breweries, which you know has your Miller Coors and AB and Bev and all that kind of stuff. And then they actually have like like the Ying Ying. I, what they did was adjust the amount of adjuncts you can put in your beer. I believe okay. that's how, what let Yingling get into the door. Um, but since they they literally weren't on the list for how many years, and now they're number one, and they're going to stay there until. Do you think the it's, is it is it vo- volume based? I mean, yeah, it that's, sounds like that's kind of what I was. It's total uh, sales. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, money speaks, so I assume that's how they're. Well, uh, like, is it volume that you actually produce or volume that you sell? It is based on beer sales volume. Okay. So that's that's how they that's how well, they then that would it. make sense. Then. Yeah. So I mean, some of the other ones and look peruse a list really quick. Well, that's good but, for them. Let me yeah, just say that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can't. Nobody who hates Yingling. Really? Yeah, I, I mean they're 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 kind of like our local, uh, you know, our local. I mean, our local big guy. Yeah, and and the thing is, is that like I probably wouldn't be a craft beer drinker if it wasn't for Yingling Lager to like way back in the in the late nineties yeah. to kind of like oh wait this tastes different. The yeah. one one of the funnest yeah. social experiments you can actually do is to travel with people from this area outside of this area and go get beers and when they walk up to the bar and go give me a lager and they go what do you, what mean, do you mean a lager? Yeah, yeah. You have like 10 of those. No, a lager. And you have yeah. to explain to them you you yingling. Yeah. Ying a what? You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. yeah, that's a that's a fun little game to play with people. But other breweries on here, I mean, it's all like your heavy hitters, your Lagunitas, New Belgium, Sierra Nevada. I'm trying to see if there's anybody else on here to kind of, you know, snuck in maybe new. Yeah. See if there's anybody local from the area. No Pennsylvania representation other than August Shell Brewing. Never, never heard of them. Must be a secondary. Might maybe like Iron City or something like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, but that's pretty much it. So that's that. What else do we got going on here? Oh, yesterday National Beer Day. What were you guys drinking? I thought National or Beer Saturday. Day was... Sorry, not Saturday. Friday. Yeah. Was it Friday? Yeah. Yeah, it was Friday. I cracked one of those uh, Trillium Conga streets that George brought back to me. Did you? Yeah. Enjoyed it? It was amazing. Just, just one? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's a bomber, so I had that, and then I had a couple Dales, so. Nice. Yeah. We uh, we drank quite a bit on Friday. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. went yeah, to a little bottle share. I heard, heard about that. Well, I was, at, I was at Rushing Duck first. Oh, uh, yes. I, like, I pre-gamed the bottle share at Rushing Duck and then went to the uh, went to George's house. Yeah, I went to what I like to refer to as the, uh, a shock and awe of bottle shares. It's just yeah. hard and fast. It's, you know... If you ain't first, your last kind of bottle share, yeah, and it's yeah, just yeah. yeah, it's it's fun, but at the same time, it gets a little bit um, it gets a little tipsy out. Anyway, it's kind of like Last Man Standing. <laughs> last Man, yeah. I was not the Last Man Standing. No, you kind of disappeared. Let's not talk about that anyway. <laughs> um, and last but not least, well, not, we have two more news subjects. I, I thought this was going to be last, but I had to stuck this in last second. Billy D. Williams, Billy back. D. As the spokesman for Colt 45, thank you very Billy much. Billy D, Billy D. Yeah. I'm, I'm way too young for that reference. I don't. Oh I don't my know. God, man! I I feel Works older every time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> every time, baby. Yeah, Billy D. Williams, Lando Calrissian. For those that don't know, um, he was the spokesman spokesman for Colt 45 back. I don't know, Billy 70s and 80s, maybe. Yeah, yeah. 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 And it's been forever, so he's coming back. 
Billy D. We actually have a, a, a Billy D. Uh, Colt 45 poster hanging in the bar. It should be one of those things where every bar should, because even if, as, as I don't want to, I'm not calling backyard pretentious, but as far as like highbrow beer wise, you're going to get, yeah. I mean, come on now. Yeah. That's Billy D. and Colt 45, baby. Billy works every time. <laughs> That's all I say. <laughs> um, and uh, last but not least, we got to talk about Left and ABM Bed. But we talked about this briefly coming into the show. It's one of those things where, um, Last year, somebody sued. Remember, um, somebody sued ABM Bev over Bex, um, saying that it wasn't a German beer or something like that. I believe it. was. I remember that, and there was also the Blue Moon. Moon Blue yeah, Moon Coors. That one. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. This is the. This is someone out of Florida suing uh, ABM Bev over Lef, uh, saying that it is not a Abbey actual ale because it's not brewed in Abbey. Um, I kind of agree with them on this one, though. Because coming from, I, I, I don't mind me, a Left Baroon is kind of a cheap, good beer. I, I like it. But I know. I know it, it's not made where it is. But it is presented in that former fashion. That, yeah, and, and, yeah, and the thing with, with Belgian beers is that they have such a, um, I guess, uh, uh, they're very brand-centric in terms of what you're drinking and the mystique that goes around them. So if you're trying to maybe sell something that it isn't, um, that could definitely mislead customers, so I can understand why yeah. that person. I could see that this one more so than the uh, than the Blue Moon not being craft beer, because like that was literally the the last person in the U.S. that didn't realize that Blue Moon wasn't craft beer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this I, I can really understand. You know, it is actually it is being presented as an Abbey Ale, and it, it's but it's a slippery slope too, because a lot of Abbey Ales actually have been contracted out and produced by other people, even if they yeah. weren't Abbey. So it's one of those things where it's like okay. The label says Abbey Elf. It said Abbey Style Ale. You'd be in a whole different realm well, of, I think of, of a ball. The, the other component. That's kind of how you could get around some of that stuff. Yeah. You know, like, for example, I'm pretty sure Kolsch is, uh, like, a geographically, like, protected title. Kind of this, in the same, similar sense as to say, like, Cognac. You know, so if you see a Kolsch outside of Germany, it says Kolsch Style. Yeah. Yeah, I also think the Abbey label was 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 distinguished to 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 differentiate Trappist. Well, Trappist with with Trappist Trappist style ales are called mm-hmm. Abbey ales because they're made in the spirit of what a Trappist ale tastes like. Yeah, but not, I, not at an actual th- Trappist monastery. Yes, I th- exactly. I think a lot of people confuse that too. The whole like Trappist Abbey, even Belgium, like Belgian beers have gone as far as to register their own stamp for being like a legit Belgian style beer. I know Guden Carlos and a couple other people. Yeah. Do, so it's one of those things where. Okay, I get it. I can understand why people be confused, but it comes down to the thing of being, if you're into beer, you know. The dude who's suing probably knew. It's just, okay, I'm just going to sue because... I can. I can. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, um, we are going to take a quick break now um, and enjoy some of these great beers that we have in front of us from Loxton Brewing. And then when we come back, we're going to talk to David Loxton from Loxton Farmhouse Sales. So, stick with us, and we'll be back in a minute with the Beer Geeks on WILK. Does your home need a makeover? Click on the $100,000 home makeover banner at WILKnewsradio.com right now to enter. Make your wish list by placing the 10 home improvement projects in the order you want. If you match the correct order, you win. See official rules at WILKnewsradio.com slash rules. Brought to you by Road Door Sales and Company. Servicing NEPA since 1968. 45 years in business means thousands of repeat customers. Mariotti Building Products in Old Forge. Kitchens without compromise. Visit their showroom today. Imagine your life five years from now. Are you on the path you want to be on? It's time to take control of your future by getting a world-class education from one of the nation's top universities. 
Arizona State University is now offering over 100 top-tier degree programs 100% online. It's the exact same degree our on-campus students receive, but you can learn from anywhere in the country on your own schedule. For information, call 1-800-400-4530. Learn from ASU's world-renowned faculty and use ASU's global recognition to improve your visibility, professional network, and gain real-world experience you can start using today. The Wall Street Journal ranked ASU fifth in the nation for producing the best qualified graduates. Now discover how ASU Online can stand out on your resume and help separate you from the competition. We are ready to help you learn to thrive in your life, in your career, and beyond. To learn more about ASU Online degrees, call 1-800-400-4530. That's 1-800-400-4530. Built for business. Waiting. No one enjoys it. With Comcast Business, you can do less of it. Because Comcast Business Internet is up to five times faster than DSL from the phone company, which means less waiting for things like security backups and file downloads. Plus, it's a better value when you select the fastest plan. So do what nearly a 1,000 businesses do every day and choose Comcast Business. Unless you'd prefer to wait. Switch to Comcast Business Internet. Then add one voice line and TV for just $34.90 a month for two years. And ask about their low price guarantee. Call 800-501-6000 or visit ComcastBusiness.com. That's 800-501-6000. Comcast Business. Built for business. Offer ends 531.16. Restrictions apply. Equipment taxes and fees, including broadcast TV fee extra. Compares Comcast 100 megabits per second and 20 megabits per second DSL downloads. Have you been searching for the perfect engagement ring or an exquisite gift for a special occasion? Rainbow Jewelers is where you'll find it. Rainbow Jewelers, consistently voted the number one jeweler in the Wyoming Valley, has a large selection of GIA and EGL certified diamonds, engagement rings, necklaces, bracelets, and earrings. Rainbow Jewelers also has wedding bands, birthstone jewelry, mother's rings, all high quality at the best price. Plus, they sell citizen brand watches and offer jewelry repairs. Rainbow Jewelers, 789 Wyoming Avenue, Kingston. Open Tuesday through Saturday. Well, here, how about that for a lead-in? Silence. It's almost like you need a, a little bit of uh, imagination to see what's going on, you know, when you lead in with no kind of lead-in music. But anyway. Right, ready, set, go. Go, go, go. So, Just all of a sudden. Um, yeah, so let's jump right into it. Uh, on the radio now, we have Dave Logston from Logston, Logston Ales. How's it going, Dave? Thanks for having us here today. Oh, thank you for calling in. Huh? How's it? Uh, how's it going out there in beautiful Oregon? If you are out there at the moment. Well, yeah, I am at the moment uh, in Hood River Valley, and uh, we've got a beautiful Sunday. Nice. Thank you for calling in. I know it's kind of a kind of a hassle to wake up this early on a Sunday to talk about beer. I know you know it's rough. Yeah. But... Well, you know, beer's not for bre- just for breakfast anymore. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I like to hear. Uh, so let's jump into it, man. Um, uh, you have a long storied history in in the beer world. Let's jump into it from the beginning. Um, from my understanding, uh, I mean, you, obviously you were a brewer, but uh, does it all start with uh, W yeast or does it start with full sale? 
They both started uh, nearly the same time around 1985. Uh, we got the laboratory up and going, and at the same time, I met who uh, became my partners at Full Sail Brewing, and so we were working uh, building both together and uh, brewing beer, and uh, off to an exciting adventure, I guess. And uh, and obviously moving from from there to, to Logston, you've had a very yeast-centric kind of idea when it comes to beer. Where where did that come from, that, that love for yeast-based beers? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, the um, start when I was beginning to homebrew back in the early days, I was looking for beers I couldn't really afford to buy or really weren't even on the shelves, I guess, at the time uh, back then. And uh, I was at college uh, studying biochemistry and microbiology and I worked in the laboratory there and was managing yeast and bacteria cultures for the for the university and I was able to uh, dabble with some brewing yeast at the same time and incorporated that into my home brewing and found out that uh, there were some good things going with uh, some good fresh pure cultures for uh, making beer so I uh, kept that up and in my pursuit of brewing uh, decided to open the laboratory up because I thought there'd be a little bit of a need for that for other like-minded people around the country and the world and uh, that rolled out is full sale began to brew and uh, we kind of ran the two together for a number of years till I split off uh, working mostly at the laboratory for the best part of my career keeping involved with full sale along the way and we um, just turned a 25-year cornerstone there at Full Sail, and I, you may know that story. We just sold uh, that to a group out of uh, San Francisco, but keeping on with the employees and the, and the beers that we put together there and the great staff we've got. So it's come a long way uh, over that time. And then you get to the point now. You're what? What made the itch to kind of open up Loxton? Like I know you had to. Didn't you have the farm out there, and you were raising like um, um uh, English cattle or Scottish cattle or something like that out there? Oh, we had some. Yeah, we have a little farm here. We've got some Scottish Highlander cattle to, to feed, and and uh, after um, leaving the uh, laboratory in 2009, and and. Uh, Looking at what opportunities that might be for a for a guy like me and my couple of friends and uh, partners uh, put together this little brewery that we wanted to brew beers that we like drinking and I thought there would be still a little time for some creativity to uh, work with the Belgian influenced beers that we do and and do it on a farmhouse and uh, use organic ingredients and uh, do it in a a nice bucolic setting that uh, we have here that um, lends itself to the types of beers we're making. And uh, I'm glad to see that we finally got these beers out to your area as well. Yeah, we're super excited. I mean, it, it, we launched this week, or you guys launched this week, actually, in, in PA. So it's like the timing couldn't be even better for this interview. But uh, um, And uh, one of the other, other interesting things when I was doing a little bit of research is that a lot of farmhouse breweries are, uh, talk about farm-to-table, but you literally bring that, like, 
um, to the nth degree in that you, you're sourcing ingredients like Belgian cherries and stuff like that and bringing them in and actually putting them on your farm. That way you're actually getting the exact flavors and floral and fauna you want on your farm and, and, and growing it there and putting it in your beers. How did that, how does that go bringing like outside agriculture into, uh, into, into Oregon? Well, that was a little bit of a challenge with the uh, Charbixi, uh, uh creek trees that we brought in from uh, Belgium. We have uh, a little garden over there that we were uh, raising some of the trees at my wife's place. And uh, we went through U.S. Customs and Quarantine, spending over two years bringing the tree in so that we could graft off of it. And uh, got it all uh, approved, and uh, we're spreading it out in our small orchards that we're working on and uh, getting a few more hundred plants in uh, trees in this spring as well. And what we'd like to do is bring as much of that fruit uh, off the farm here, uh, growing a few hops as well. And then we also use the uh, natural flora for our cool ship beers that we brought in uh, last year. So we're doing some wild fermentations from all the nice flora that we've got here in the valley. Well, now, like, kind of step back a minute to a question I asked earlier. Was there a specific beer that you had that kind of turned you on, like a specific Belgian beer or something like that? Were you traveling out there or you just had a beer in a specific setting? You're like, oh, this is this is what I want to drink all day long. That's a good question. I um, did travel extensively in Belgium, as I still do, and I found a number of the beers over there, the different styles of of Belgian beers that uh, really were enticing to me and really gravitated towards those uh, profiles after uh, brewing uh, ales and lagers here for quite a few years, uh, being able to do something a little different, uh, especially like with the uh, the Lambic styles and and, uh, the other sour beers, uh, the Flemish Reds, and um, even even the Triples and uh, Saison style, all those uh, have flavor-forward, uh, yeast-driven beers that uh, appealed to me a lot. And, and the more I explored them, the more I enjoyed them. Nice. And then right now, we have actually gone through, we went through your Kilowit, which is an interesting take on the wit style. It was a bit more effervescent, um, and we all dug it. The the session, Brett, the spice on that was killer. And right now, we just cracked into one, probably, I would assume, maybe one of your cool ship beers, which would be the Far far West Flaming. Is that how I would pronounce that? Uh, far West Flaming, yes. That, that is um, our... Uh Flanders-style red ale, but it is not a cool ship beer. Okay. Way more approachable, like, or a lot more um, sessionable, I guess you would say, than a typical, like, I don't know, Flanders red. For me, at least, I would say. And I'm digging it um, quite a bit. Is it... um, And I had to ask this question because someone brought it up because it was actually in a wax top beer. Is that actually waxed with bees honey? Beeswax? Yeah, beeswax. Yeah, Yeah. we use uh, local local bees uh, produce that wax for us and uh, gives us gives the bottles that we consider uh, ageable beers uh, a little better shelf life, a little better stability with a better seal on the crown. Yeah, we just you usually see that in a new school kind of a hefty. It takes me ten minutes to get inside it, kind of <laughs> wax, and then to see yeah to see the old school like beeswax. You don't see that much nowadays, and it was just kind of a cool thing to see. Excuse me. Um, now, um, about less than a year ago, um, you actually, um, I don't want to say walked away, but you um, you kind of uh, stepped down from day-to-day operations at, at Logston, correct? 
Yeah, last summer was a point in time when I decided, my wife and I decided that we wanted to spend a little more time in, in Belgium and a little less time on the day-to-day -day operations. So we turned this over to a couple of our partners that have uh, been working with over the years. Uh, and um, I and my wife remain um, um, in the company, but uh, more as a... Uh, um, guidance rather than um, managing operations. So it's the time in our career to do a few other things and at the same time stay involved. And we're looking at uh, building a new production brewery down the road as we're uh, reaching a little bit of a capacity issue here at the at the farm. So what we want to do is uh, keep the cool ship beers the and the cave-aged beers uh, here on the farm that we've got now. So we've got our barrels room uh, dug into the hillside uh, uh, in a small cave and if we can con continue our um, uh, lambic styles and, and being able to make some of the fruit lambics here on the farm we'll continue on with that and you know maybe some other new beers that we've got uh, working on at this time yeah, well, so. and that's why, and honestly, that's one of the reasons why I brought it up is that a lot of people you see, in a lot of um, brewers or owners nowadays, they'll like sell a brewery and then kind of bounce off into the sunset. And it sounded like you more like um, took a step back so you could be enjoy the brewery more as opposed to separate yourself from the brewery itself and and be able to immerse yourself more into the beer as opposed to the day to day operations, which I think is probably a dream for most people in the beer industry. It, well, we, we've been very fortunate. Uh, we've had a we've had a great long uh, career in the beer world, and and uh, it's just nice to stay involved with it uh, for a little while longer as uh, we ride off into the sunset, as you say. And uh, looking forward to coming to Philly uh, for the CBC conference. I'll be out for the World Beer Cup and the, the conference, and and uh, like I say, stay involved uh, at a, to a point where. We can uh, enjoy it and participate and uh, share some of the good things that we're able to do out here on the farm. Now, let's talk about that distribution for a second. Like I said, you're, you're launching in, in uh, Pennsylvania um, this week, I believe it was, or it might have been even last, mm -hmm. yeah, last just, week. Just, just got in, yeah. Um, your whole line, I know you don't have, like, some breweries have thousands of beers. You guys have, have really good selection of beers. Well, are you launching your whole line, or are you just kind of dribbling, drabbling stuff until you kind of fill out the fill out the portfolio? Well, we've got um, uh, four beers that have been our year-round beers that we produce in them, 750 mil, 375 mil bottles, as well as on draft. Uh, that's the, the Killy Wit, the Saison Breda, the Saison, and uh, the uh, Triple, Strava Dreaming Triple. So those will be there, should be there all the time. And then we run our seasonal beers, beers like the Far West Bombing that you have there. Mm -hmm. And we'll bring those in. We try to do one a quarter. We do uh, an oak-aged Breda as well, and then we do our uh, our uh, Passion Brett, which is a very highly sought-after beer, and our Sarasus, which is uh, our creek beer made off the base of the far west that you have there. Mm -hmm. nice. So those are four seasonals that get in the bottle, and then we're, we made a... Um, we're doing a few of the, releasing a few of the flagship beers uh, that are coming off the cool ship that we want to continue on and, and uh, uh, promote uh, what we can do there, and we'd like to get that out into all the markets. So when we have we're a small brewery, but we like to get some to the, the people that really appreciate 
the types of beers that we're doing. So we'll be getting other things out on draft and, and some bottle releases as well. Nice. I, I know you guys have been circling us for a while here now. You've been in New York. You've been in uh, kind of areas in and around our area. It's nice to finally see a drop. Whether Where else are you guys distributed in the States? Is it predominantly like West and East Coast, or are you kind of like all over? Well, you know, that's that's a good, uh, good thing to look at because we have gone into markets when distributors have come to us and said, we want your beer. And that's what's really driven our growth and where we've gone into so uh we've had uh we got into the massachusetts market this last year uh just into connecticut uh vermont uh, new york state and uh, now philadelphia on the east coast we uh gotten into the midwest just briefly into the chicago area just getting that kind of turned over otherwise we're on the west coast in california washington british columbia Arizona. Oh, a little Canada uh, represent. Nice. And Hawaii. We got out there. People wanted us there. And then uh, we do uh, a bit of shipping over into Europe as well. Nice. Now, I always like to ask this of um, of uh, yeast-driven breweries, to, uh, just to get a take on it, to see what it's like. And usually I get a kind of a whatever answer. But, like, what's what's it like living in this new school, like, IPA world where everybody just gushes over IPAs all day long? And you bring, like, you know, yeast-based profile flavors to the beer world. Do you find that as, like, a challenge? Do you find it interesting? Does it just not really matter because you're just all about making the beers that you like? Is it, it, Do you see it? kind of reflect the kind of beers that people want to purchase from your brewery going, oh, do you guys make this kind of beer or that kind of beer, or you just kind of keep your head down and just make good beers? <laughs> well, you know what? It's kind of funny. We opened up a tap room down in uh, downtown Hood River this past year, and uh, we don't make an IPA, and we get a lot of requests for IPAs there, obviously, uh, being a, a beer bar. So we're, we're going we're gonna to make one. Uh, but uh, to answer your question... Like I said, like you mentioned, you know, I like uh, uh, blue beers. I like drinking. And IPAs have, you know, they're gone quite um, uh, a ways away from what IPAs were at one time. And the uh, advent of the really high alpha hops and the change in availability of some of the uh, hops that had been used um, more traditionally for that style of beer have kind of led it to become a little bit, I would say one dimensional in, 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 in that respect, just a lot of uh, hot bitterness without a lot of balance in the beers. Yeah. You can't find them out there that are, are really nice still, <laughs> but for the most part, they, they, they just, it's been a, a war of uh, IBUs and, and there's a point where my palate just said, I just didn't find that as uh, uh, that I could appreciate that style so much. Fair enough. Now let's go the other end of the spectrum. I know, like one of the, um, I don't want to. What's the word I'm looking for? One of the um, annoyances. Let's use that word when starting a yeast based brewery is is having a yeast mature. Is that something you had in mind when you were actually going to open this brewery and you actually were like cultivating your yeast in advance of opening the brewery and let them kind of like grow and mature beforehand? Or you just kind of you had certain stuff in mind, or you just kind of just started anew? Well, you know, after coming out of a yeast laboratory and spending uh, uh, so much time there, I wanted to go out and find more yeast strains that I hadn't worked with in the past, and they, and uh, 
brew with uh, strains that I would be able to experiment with and combine yeast strains. That's what we do a lot of here. Uh, our Saison has four different yeast strains of Saccharomyces in it, and then uh, Saison Breda has a couple of Britannomyces strains in it as well. So we're building flavor and complexity with broadening the um, fermentation profile that we get with um, brewing with so many different yeast strains and being able to select these and, and pull them out uh, and uh, to see how they work with the different styles of beers that we're making is, is a lot of fun. It's, it brings that creativity back into uh, each beer that we brew. And well, let's let's ask this question that everybody wants to know about. I guess you working with um, yeast and bacteria as on a homebrew level. A lot of people get really scared of doing that. Um, typically, I'm you know as long as you're a pretty clean person, you're usually pretty good to go. But what are your thoughts on working with like those things on a small level where a lot of people are afraid to work with like bread or different kinds of bacteria and yeast and stuff like that? Well, you know, the, you have that same issue oftentimes for professional brewers, especially uh, small brewers that don't have a lot of experience or um, maybe don't have a science or laboratory background. And uh, there are elements of concern, but uh, if coming from uh, uh, having been a microbiologist, you learn how to manage the cultures so that they don't get the best of you. Uh, you take care of uh, the proper procedures in order to keep things clean where they need to be. If you're using Britannomyces and uh, Lactobacillus along with Saccharomyces, there's a protocol and regimen in order to do that. Now, for me, the fun thing as a home brewer would be, yes, if I can master a little bit of this, I can have a lot of fun and it's my hobby. And if I have something go south on me, it's not the end of the world. It's, uh, It's a learning curve that uh, you might find some things that uh, develop that you didn't expect along the way. So I, I really uh, am enthusiastic for uh, the home brewers in particular that are eager to see what they can create in their own, uh, own pots right at home. So I got a question for you. You said you have uh, cool ships in the brewery. Uh, did you find that there's certain styles that you guys are making that worked better in the cool ships uh, as opposed to uh, fermenters? Well, the uh, cool ship is uh, its actually it, it's a shallow vessel that sits in the loft of the of the barn in the where the brewery is, and the hot work from the kettle gets pumped into the cool ship to cool overnight. Uh, that is left to come down to uh, ambient temperature, uh, brewing in the winter and, and springtime is uh, typically when that's done, and allowing the natural flora that's in the air uh, to inoculate that wort. Now, then it goes into a fermenter after that. Okay. Uh, so you're, what you're doing is you're incorporating that natural flora that's in the air and building it up in the, the fermentation vessel and the styles of beers that are traditionally done that way uh, with the uh, lambics and the uh, aged lambics or the goose and the, and the fruit lambics, uh, those are the types of beers that we're looking at. Sour beers uh, that are balanced with bread and um, building a nice base of uh, the malt that we use in order to 
bring out the flavors and the balance and the body of the beer that uh, we're looking for, particularly for what we can do here on the Logsit Farm. All the flora around the world is different. We have a nice valley here full of of fruit, and uh, with the Sharbisi trees here now, um, we're hoping to incorporate what we have here into these beers and continue to build on them over time as well. Was that, what was we it, do. you have, like, you have the cherry trees, you have the different agriculture there. Was bringing in specific, um, uh, you know, flora and fauna part of uh, uh, adjusting the terroir to make it work for you with the cool ship? Well, um, probably did. It uh, wasn't so much by design as default, I guess. It was a matter of we wanted the trees and uh, they're here and they're a big part of what fruit we have here in the valley, right in the little valley we are here in in, inside Hood River. And uh, we didn't know what to expect for sure. We're excited about it. The first Beers that we've got off aging in oak right now are uh, very promising. Uh, we just bottled some of our uh, our early runnings, and we're looking out uh, on the market to see how they're received. Uh, you mentioned uh, there was such an IPA explosion for so many years, and it's still blasting away. Uh, here in this part of the the, the world, the sour beers. And when I say sour beers, we call our beers tart. Uh, there's a difference between uh, uh, vinegar and, and a balanced yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, sour beer, of course. Uh, so we tend to be on the uh, subtle side, and at the same time, it might be pretty aggressive uh, for some people that aren't familiar with it, where as other people are seeing how uh, how sour can your beer be. Uh, we like to make something drinkable. So. Putting all those things together with what we have here uh, in the valley, uh, you don't know until you do those experiments and uh, go at it and see what you can come up with. But we're we're excited, and and, uh, what we've got so far is looking good. And that's experimentation, baby. It's one of the best parts about it. Uh, Well, David, um, we're up against it. Um, so we have to uh, uh, cut this short. Well, not short. It was a great conversation. Wish we can go longer. But really, um, really awesome that you called in. Really appreciate it. And keep making these awesome beers. And hey, uh, thanks very much. No, thank you yeah. for calling in. And um, I'm super excited for the people in the area to uh, to uh, get into these. So thank you very That's much. That's great. Well, I hope we can catch up when I get back that way and, uh, next month. And, uh, yeah, enjoy the beers in the meantime. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you. Cheers. 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 Bye-bye. Awesome, awesome history lesson there a little bit. You have a guy that's done so much in the industry, just so much to go through. We could talk to him again for for days, you know. Yeah, really. So. I mean, it's it's always an interesting take when you can you know break away from hops for a little bit yeah. and see yeah. a total other different direction that beer can go in. So. Yeah. Well, let's break away from conversation for half a second and cut the commercial for a bit, and uh, let's uh, come back with some awesome beers in a couple minutes on the Beer Geeks on WILK. Are you suffering with hearing loss? Are you sick of people constantly complaining that your TV is too loud? Are you tired of asking people to speak up? Would you like to hear more clearly, but you don't want to wear a hearing aid that makes you look old? Then you need to try Listen Clear, a life-changing breakthrough precisely designed by top audio engineers to fit your ear almost invisibly. And you can adjust Listen Clear to find the perfect way to hear everything, wherever you are and whatever you're doing. And right now you can try Listen Clear absolutely free with free shipping. We'll even give you free batteries for life. So call now, 
1-800-300-0868. Listen Clear is lightweight and completely hassle-free, and it's practically invisible. Call for your 100% free home trial with free shipping and free batteries for life. For free information, call now. 1-800-300-0868. That's 1-800-300-0868. 1-800-300-0868. All year long, I talk about my good friends at Mahindra Tractors, but what about those of you who are not in the market for a tractor? Well, consider the Mahindra Impact XTV. It's an all-new off-road utility vehicle for anybody who loves the outdoors. The Impact has industry-leading cargo capacity, towing capacity, ground clearance, a three-year warranty, and it's made right here in the USA. It's perfect if you like to hunt, fish, or if you just enjoy the great outdoors. Plus, you can choose gas or diesel, regular or crew cab. And there are models with a flatbed that folds flat on three sides for easy loading. You even get 0% for Financing for 84 months. You can only get the impact from the makers of the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra. Learn more at MahindraUSA.com. Take advantage of rock bottom prices and test drive a Mahindra today at TPC Power Center in Bloomsburg or visit TractorPartsCorp.com. That's TractorPartsCorp.com. At Bricks and Stones in Oliphant and Fort, you'll find an impressive selection of bricks, natural stone, manufactured stone, Belgian block, limestone treads, veneer stone, as well as pavers, materials for retaining walls, and outdoor living products like fire pits, fireplaces, as well as all your masonry supplies. So, whether you're a builder, mason, landscaper, or homeowner, visit the Fort or Oliphant locations and talk to the knowledgeable staff at Bricks and Stones about your project. Bricks and Stones, the largest distributor of bricks and stone in the region. Visit bricksandstones.com. Hey, Dave, let's go over to Joe's place. He's firing his cannon today. His what? Cannon? Are you kidding me? Where did you get that? Wyoming County Weapons. Wyoming County Weapons is a different kind of gun shop. From cannons to the latest in semi-automatic models or specific ammo like 50 caliber or 17 Mokto high velocity, Wyoming County Weapons is your best first choice. And their $25 internet or person-to-person transfer fee is the lowest in the area. Guaranteed. See their inventory on Facebook or stop by. Two miles north of the Beaumont Inn on State Route 309. Wyoming County Weapons. If your idea of family time means inviting the kids to watch you replace your intake manifold gasket, then CarQuest Auto Parts is for you. If you wonder why your wife is going shoe shopping when you just changed her brakes last week, then CarQuest is for you. CarQuest is for those who really know and care about their car. And now, save up to $30 after mail-in rebate when you purchase CarQuest Gold Brake Pads and two rotors. CarQuest is serious auto parts. See participating source for details. This is WILK, powered by Sherwood Chevrolet in Tunkhannock, PA. Stop by Sherwood to view full lines of Buick, GMC, and Chevrolet. Artist time, baby. I have no idea who this is. Billy. Billy knows this. Come on, baby. It's on the tip of my tongue. I have no idea. I should know this. Yeah, I don't know. No. The keeper of the city keys. I don't like this game. <laughs> now you're killing me. Court of the Crimson King. Uh, Court of the Crimson, Crimson King. King. That's yeah. that's some, um, yeah. No. Well, that's you can like tell that we, we, we don't pick the music here at uh, Beer Geeks Radio on WIOK. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, yeah, back with them. Um, that, that was a good interview. I enjoyed that. Um, I was excited to go into this interview 
um, after doing research because I'm known of them, but I never, since we don't get them in the area, I never dived into the actual like history. But after reading, I was really interested. And it seems like a dude you'd enjoy drinking a beer with. That's the most imp- important part half the time. I he's think. like, yeah, he's really. like truly the most interesting man in the world. Really, y- you know what I mean? He has he's a like- cave full of beer. <laughs> you know what I mean? He has a mountain where he has. What's better than that? Where he has placed a beer, and you you could go there. And eat cherries with Highland Cow and drink beer. <laughs> Who doesn't want to do that? You know? I don't know. Anyway. Sign me up. Yeah. yeah. So um, I'm going to run through the beers real quick that we've had here because I'm kind of hard yeah, and fast really on this show. Them. And they're all pretty absolutely fantastic. Um, like I said, they're launching this week in Pennsylvania. So I know that some... I wonder if it's full state or st- distri- you know, distro. I know several bottle shops in this area that have received them. So I'm okay. pretty sure I know they're in the area. Um, but then again, you know, some bottle shops get stuff that others don't. That's Pennsylvania for you, whatever. I'm sure Billy could wax angrily over that for many hours. I don't... I don't... Uh, he knows Mums nothing. The no comment. <laughs> anyway. Mums the word. For, we started off with their Kilowit, which is just... An organic style wit beer that they did quite a bit different than a regular wit beer. Um, it was a bit more Billy said effervescent, lemony, lemony effervescent. Yeah, it didn't have that like that typical kind of like weedy fluffiness. It was kind of thinner, but in a not in a bad way. It's like again, not to say ultimate saison. It was like a weeded saison as opposed to a yeah. traditional style wheat beer. Um, but it was really good. Like I was like, okay, I would really find that refreshing on a you know hot summer day. Yeah, you like know, that, like to, like this weekend in Northeast. Yeah, Virginia. right. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Perfect for the snow. <laughs> and they actually have the names. And this is the funny part. If you actually go to their website, um, you can actually look up the beers they have. And they actually give you the pronunciations of all their uh, of all their beers because they're they're different. This one's the Session Breton, which is just their like Session Organic Farmhouse uh, Brett beer with spices. This is the second one we had. The first one was I was like, this is very nice. Yeah. The second one I was like, wait a minute, okay, this is really really good. It was a next level ish for me, um, and it almost tasted like a. Uh, a, a pseudo pumpkin spice. I don't want to call it a pumpkin spice. It just had fall type spices in it, and it just kind of did it for me. And it kind of set up the the rest of the show for me personally. What did you guys think? Um, I really liked that one. I thought it, like you said, I I didn't get so much of like the pseudo pumpkiny spice, but okay. I got more of like um, definitely more of like just a saison kind of spiciness. Yeah. What about you, Bill? You dug it? Yeah, it it was it was a different like there was there was this the spice was subtle and like you said, it was like it was maybe intended to be maybe a uh, more amped up, more spice beer than it ended up becoming. Um I found it nuanced, uh, you know, that made actually made you you know, think about what's going on and uh, you know, it was it was it was just a fantastic beer. Now going into into it, we went into the interview started talking to David. Things were going awesome. And I was like, okay, got to talk about his beers at least a little bit. Oh, sent us a bunch point, of beer yeah. and it's launching this week and we got to do what we can. And we cracked it in a Far West Vlaming, which is their organic oak aged tart red ale. Or Flemish. Knowing what that is, knowing that style of beer, I expected a little bit more of a, um, I don't know, challenge. I guess I, you would say I a little bit more tartness, a, a bit more sour, a bit more... Almost so, like vinegar. Or, or, yeah, or, uh, apple cidery. Yeah. And, and, and it totally did not do that at all. In any no, way I, I really liked it because of that. Yeah, and it was like, but here's the thing, and I think a lot of times when people take their sour beers, 
He was he was talking about yeah. He even alluded to it. He alluded to it. I, I was going to mention it, but I was like, you know what? It's his show. I don't want to talk about it while we're interviewing. But it's like he's not too far away from Cascade, and Cascade is known for their challenge beers. Like they yeah. make beers that are like, okay, drink this and yeah. see yeah. if yeah. you don't have a dentist appointment tomorrow. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like you could drink this and not take any heartburn medicine. Yeah. You're good. <laughs> yeah, this is going to just strip all the enamel off your teeth, and then you have to go to the dentist tomorrow. That's pretty much how Cascade operates. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was nice to see something that was. A bit more approachable, and that's what he said multiple times. He's like, beers I want to drink. If I want to sit down and drink, I want to drink these beers. And it's like, okay, when I'm drinking that, I'm like, I want more. I didn't want, wow, this is really good, but I'm good with just a little little bit of this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So that was pretty fantastic. So let's dive into this one, which would be, we're going to do a little trick here. We actually opened another one before this, but we're going to lie to you and say we're opening this one next. (laughs) We're gonna dive in into their, into their saison. I guess that's actually how you say. It. Is their um, saison? Sorry, their saison is organic farm sale. That's how they classify it. Assume it's just a ramped up saison because I mean he's so traditional with his beers. This is getting up there towards eight percent. We'll see what happens with this sucker. So pass that around. So. Yeah, you'll soon be able to find these beers at Backyard L House. Yeah, I would think Street so. In Scranton, right? Pennsylvania. <laughs> Come on, baby, do a little. Billy's too. Billy's too modest to plug. I'll plug it, baby. Thank you, Matt. Yeah, no much, problem. much appreciated. Yeah. You know, <laughs> actually, what do you like? We tried to allude to that in the beginning of the show. What do you have going? Do you have any kind of uh, events going on or anything? Well, we like actually that? have the EC Brew Brew Bus next weekend. Okay, so well, what's, um, what's all about that? Well, the the uh, the the EC Brew Fest is a I guess a two day festival. There's a well there's two a, days. Now, two days now, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, they they Before actually just it was one so. one day. They had a, a VIP in the morning and then a, a general um, a general uh, ticket in the in the afternoon. Yeah. So now they have two two sessions on Saturday. So we're doing a, a bus for each of the general. They have uh, a Friday sessions. and Saturday. Yeah, the the VIP is yeah, Friday night. Okay, it's, it's changed quite. More. It's changed quite a bit from when it first started. When it first started, it was one day, kind of a VIP, like you said before, it was a VIP first, and then a general admission. And they did that for a while, and it's kind of bounced around different locations. It was at the uh, the Cultural Center in Scranton, and then um, Mohegan Sun Casino. Um, the baseball stadium, and then now it's, now it's at, at the Montage at the, it's Mountain, at the Montage the Resort. For the last couple of years, I believe. Uh, yeah, and they have also, I think they've also done it like two, like twice a year, because it would just happened again in November. I was at the. They have a, a spring session and a fall session. There's, yeah. there, there's the, the, I think the the, yeah. the spring session is their, uh, you know, the the piece de resistance or whatever the yeah. big one, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, uh, and then. Recently, it went. It split to two sessions. Yes, yes. Along with the VIP. Yes. And I don't know if there was a V. I don't think there was a VIP before each general admission. I think there was just the one VIP, general, general. Yes. And now it's Friday is a VIP session, and then Saturday is two general admissions. Yeah. So we have we we do have a, a bus going up, and then it's um. It's this Friday. It's well. The the buses are Saturday, so okay. Can, yeah, is, so it, could, is this weekend coming up? Yeah, this weekend okay. coming up. So you can actually, you know, I think it's like you could buy a ticket from us for thirty five. That's what bucks. I'm saying. Is there still availability? Oh yeah, there's like still that? availability. I think there's, you know, I think we're we're gonna try to fill two buses each time. So we'll see see what we can. So stop stop on the backyard. Yeah, or, it's or like shout out to them on yeah. Facebook or something. Yeah. And then see here's what's the cool what. thing about it. It's it's Dogfish uh, Record Store Day. So we're oh. kind of pairing up with Dogfish to do a, uh, you know, a record 
record. We actually have a record player that we give away, a, a Dogfish branded thing. And That's we, pretty we, awesome. Yeah, actually. so, and then Honeyman Sound and Lighting's going to be down there spinning some, like, vintage vinyl. So, <laughs> in between. So, you know, it, Saturday should be a good time. So, looking forward to it. Nice. Um, so, yeah, getting into this sucker. What do you guys think? I have to take a sip sound of silence. <laughs> Everybody's nobody's talking. To me, this is like you can tell it's just slightly beefed up season. Yeah, there's a bit more booziness to it, but it's it's dangerous. It is dangerous it's, on the dance floor. Who sang that song in the eighties? I don't remember. Dangerous. Anyway, go anyway, ahead. <laughs> um, it's slightly more banana forward than I would like. That's one. That's of just the, you. That, that's just Joe, me. Joe's, I don't. Joe I don't particularly like that flavor. I love it. Yeah, the, the phenolic flavor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess you get from uh, the, the yeast the, guy. Yeah, the, yeah, uh, yeasty esters. Yeah, Esther. <laughs> that old lady, she'll get you. <laughs> <laughs> esters on top of those esters, man. Yeah. She'll, yeah. She'll, but yeah, no. I. It, 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 but it's 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 crushable. But the problem with the crushability is that it's higher in ABV. Yeah, it's what seven point five. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that'll get you. Mm-hmm. But compared to the other one, and that's why I was like alluding to us kind of lying on the air, we actually cr- cracked its older brother. The older one actually has a bit, it's like even like you can tell there's a jump in, in ABV. There's more, I got more not, booziness uh, out of the other. But it's not like a traditional booziness to where it's like heating the back end and burning your throat. You just feel a, a, a more a warming, warming. Yep. kind of like when you take a nice shot of the Tussin, you yeah. get that uh, <laughs> get that warmth inside you, you know? <laughs> It's a good. I don't know if I would compare compare the the, the profile, the flavor profile, the Tussin. Yeah. Any? No, I'm just comparing the warmth. Okay, this tastes nothing like the Tussin. <laughs> not like nowhere near it. Not like that best uh, cherry soda or whatever that new thing. Don't talk about that stuff. Okay, it's a beer geek Sorry. radio, not not hard soda radio hour. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, I'm sure Billy rolls his eyes because he sells that stuff left and right. Uh, the college kids, I mean, you know, young, you know, young college kids, they're all about that stuff. So, I mean, to me, it's like what, you know, it's like, you know, you could be 18, 19, like having soda all their life. And they're like, all right, well, wait, I can drink soda and get drunk and not have to, ex- you know, expand my palate a little bit. I think that's maybe the attractiveness to it. Yeah, you know, yeah. well, if I, I look was, back to when I was, I was the was, exception to that, I, I was yeah. like kind of craft beer. Yeah, whatever, Joe. I, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, get back to this real quick before we close the show. I'm super excited. We've had a couple breweries on in the past several weeks. A lot of them yeast based. You know what I mean? Like we've had, right up uh, two, yeah, two roads. Um, we now have Logston. We've had, um, I forget, a couple weeks ago, we had another brewery that shows you how much I remember. I mean, we stuff. had, I mean, think about, we had the Shelton Brothers on And last Shelton week. Brothers. Yeah. You know. So it's like, it, it, you're seeing this kind of revival and it's nice to see that. So hopefully that continues um, coming forward. As the music plays, while I try to bring up my calendar really quick and tell you guys what's going on next week, we have an awesome brewery from down south of the Mason-Dixon line, down Virginia, Maryland area, Blue Jacket Brewery. Very small uh, little brew pub, so tune in next week for that. Looking forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. The Night Shift and then Trillium back to back. So awesome. great three weeks. So hopefully you guys enjoyed the show. Hopefully you tune in next week. We'll see you next time on Beer Geeks Radio, WLK. Cheers. 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 Cheers.